We are podcasting in the rain. Podcasting in the rain today. Not just the UK, but also Atlanta. It is raining down there. We have hit the podcast on the rain delay, making use of the time. The Marlins look like they likely will get swept in this series if this game is cancelled, as perhaps it's expected to be a sweep on the road in Atlanta. Oh boy, it's a tough, tough spot for all, well, historical tough spot for the Marlins. So we're going to look at that, but also look ahead. Feels like the schedule will start to soften up. And just take a general sense check of where we feel these Marlins are right now. Kevin Barral is in the house. Today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast, although there wasn't an episode yesterday. Apologies for that. I, of course, am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Subscribe to the pod. It is your team every day and it is available everywhere and for free. Free content. Most podcasts are free, but so is this one. There's a YouTube channel. Head over there too. Hit subscribe. Leave a comment, particularly the everydayers. If you are tuning in every single day, let me know you are listening. Let me know what you're seeing with these fish. Let me know what you're enjoying in the show. Maybe what you're not enjoying. I don't know. Nevertheless, delighted to welcome back to the show, Kevin Barral. You have to roll those R's. How are we doing, brother? I'm doing good, Peter. Thanks for having me. Uh, rain delay, so we decided to get the pod going now. And Let's go. There's a lot to talk about this team, so I assume we'll get into that today. 100%. There's tons to get into. Um, for everyone tuning in, I there wasn't an episode yesterday. And those are wondering, why, Pete? Why wasn't there an episode? You said there's a daily pod. Sometimes, you know, work and life get in the way. And it's fair to say there was a lot of beers consumed yesterday. So I'm feeling a little bit jaded today. But I'm keeping energy high. Kev's going to help me along the way. So, Kev, where I want to start today, I want to start on the offensive guys, firstly. And I think, well, there's some, there's some interesting storylines starting to occur. What I would say, Jazz Chisholm Jr. in Atlanta. He goes to Atlanta. And all of a sudden, Jazz starts to spark right now. Next thing is back-to-back. I mean, we don't know how this game's going to end up playing today, but he's had back-to-back days with huge bombs, some stolen bags sprinkled in there as well. Like, for the Marlins in the offense, if Jazz can really kind of find his groove, that would be a huge, huge thing for this uh, offense, right? Yeah, 100%, Pete. You need Jazz, and especially just with how how weird this offense can be sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. there's days where you see them win these games, like we saw with the Giants, we saw it with the with the Guardians, and then there's days where you just see them lose 11-0 and they really don't get anything going. Yeah. So uh, Jazz is a huge part of what this offense is. We He's usually at the, either at the top of the lineup or second or third. And, I mean, even sometimes he's a cleanup hitter, as we saw at the start of the year. But, um, you know, you just really need Jazz right now. And he struggled, Pete. I mean, just yeah. look at splits. He is he is not looking good. He um he's not hitting either left. He's hitting he's not hitting lefties. That's no. the big issue right now. He is hitting all right against righties. He's hitting 257, 307, 514 with an 821 OPS, which is good. So you want to see him against the right-handed pitching, which for some reason that's been the struggle for Miami this year. Right-handed pitching last year was lefties, now it's righties. He's yeah. not even hitting one. He's not even over the Mendoza line against lefties. He's hitting 0.91 against lefties right now, and that just says it all. So oh you really need him to hit against both. 
Luckily, he's looked good in center field. Besides the first maybe couple of games or two, he's starting to really look good. He's actually in the in the red in the baseball savant percentiles of yeah. outfield jump. He's arm strength. He's in the red, so you got to start feeling pretty good about that. But Jazz is really, I guess, you, you offensively, he's he's a lot more aggressive, and that's not really working out for him. Mm. Really, just going at the pitches down and low. I mean, we saw it in today's game. The the one at bat or two he took, he struck out. And pitcher, and I, I've, at this point, anyone could really just throw him some some baseballs down low, and he's going to swing at it. We saw mm. it with Garrett in this game as well. Garrett Hampson got on base. Jazz struck out. Cooper struck out. Dela Cruz struck out. I think all pitches were down and low. So it just shows the weakness of this Marlins offense, and they're trying to get the big hit when, mm. instead of making contact like we're seeing from someone like Luis Arise. But mm. with Jazz, you, you really need him to get it going. Uh, hopefully he gets it going this month of May now, which is going to be a crucial month. And especially, you know, and, and I'm glad he got those two homers in Atlanta. That's probably one of the better of all parts where he plays best. Yeah. And the stats will show it. And luckily he got it going in truest. Hopefully that could help him get it going even more now in the big home stand against the Cubs. You have the Braves and then you go to Chicago and Arizona. So those are, you know, some big opponents. And especially with the team that's looking to stay in the playoff chase early mm-hmm. on, they're really going to need Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, 100%. Like I'm, I'm, I thought this trip was actually like the perfect time. Get into Truist. It's a park he plays well at. He wants to play well at. You know, he's got this rivalry friendship with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., of course. So I thought this kind of came at the right time. We've seen what Jazz can do. Talk to me, though. Are we starting to see some green shoots, perhaps? And this is almost Sam the Claxon situation, but some green shoots from Avicel Garcia. Two home runs this week from Avicel Garcia. I mean, could I mean, we, we heard it. You know, it was reported. The... You know, this new stance, this new wider stance, perhaps, of Avicel Garcia. I don't know. Maybe it's given him a bit more power, a bit more balance, a bit more timing. I don't know what it is. But if Avicel Garcia could finally find something that completely transforms not just the Marlins lineup, the offense, but equally Marlins Twitter, too. It really needs Avicel Garcia to start hitting. But, you know, how encouraging is it to start to see some, you know, some power from Avi and, and less grounders to third? It's super encouraging because this is someone that we we could you and me Pete could say that they really were relying on a big Avi Garcia bounce back this season. Just knowing what they brought, they brought in contact hitters. They brought Luis Arise, Gene Segura, who's not looked good whatsoever. Mm. He's looked good at third, not good on the offensive end. And then you were relying on the bounce backs of Jorge Soler and Avi Garcia. Jorge Soler, we've seen it. I would go as far to say that Jorge Soler should be an All Star in twenty twenty three if it were me. And then you have Avi Garcia, where he has. He's he's looking even worse than he did last year. We thought it couldn't be any worse for Adam oh, Garcia. Man. He slimmed down. It's an odd year. Can't get any better than that. <laughs> History shows it. And man, he has looked worse than last season. Mm. Luckily, the, this new batting stance Skip spoke about. It. I know Grant. I think this was when Grant was in Cleveland. He mentioned it. Mm. He hit a homer that day. He hit one yesterday. Mm. Um, so if Avi Garcia could just get it going in some way, shape, or form, and at least put up positive WAR at this point. You would feel really good where you are with Avi Garcia. Uh, they've really bumped him down in the lineup, and we know Miami's willing to trade him at it. I mean, not trade him, DFA him. I'm sorry, at any point. So he's really on thin ice right now. And if he gets it going here on thin ice, mm. you really you, you're you're going to make the you know it's going to be even harder to see if Avi Garcia is someone who you really DFA at this point and need the money because he could really be good if we've seen Avi Garcia with the Brewers, with the Rays, with the ti- with the Lions, Tigers, yes. Yeah. Uh, with all those other teams be a really good baseball player. If you could do that with Miami, just put up something worth of an ounce of positiveness in the lineup, you feel really good where you're at as a team. Yeah, for sure. Someone else has been on thin ice, but equally has 
you know, for, for today's game as well, Abacel Garcia not in the lineup because they were starting back-to-back days. Jesus Sanchez, he had a, a stint on the bench for like a week. We hardly saw Jesus. Comes out yesterday, typical Jesus Sanchez. Hit one nearly 450 feet over the chop house. He's back in the lineup today. But, you know, speaking about a guy that's been on thin ice and that you need to see something from, and because he's the power lefty guy, really need to see something from, and that's kind of linked to the struggles against these righty pitchers uh, that you've talked about. You know, Jesus Sanchez, like, the pressure is really on this guy at this point. But again, if we could just get something going, some momentum. He, I mean, this sums it up at the moment. I saw on Twitter earlier, there's there's multiple tweets going out that Jesus Sanchez is on a three-game hitting streak. Like, it's getting to that point where those tweets are being created. Three-game hitting streak is progress for Jesus. But overall, mate, it's been discouraging. But again, if, if he can find something, if he can find something and just get some momentum rolling, it'd be huge for this Marlins offense and for him personally, I think. Yeah, 100%, Pete. Jesus Sanchez has some of the best power I've seen on this Marlins team. Yep. If he's at you know full strength, he's good to go. And unfortunately, I mean, what we saw in 2021 was probably the best we'll see of Jesus Sanchez in his Marlins career. Mm-hmm. If, if he was a righty, this, he would not be on this team right now. And you're going to probably be asking, and maybe in a week, You'll be back on this podcast talking about Jesus Sanchez DFA'd. If, if Joey Wendell comes back, they need a lefty in the lineup. Jesus Sanchez is a lefty. They really needed him. Mm-hmm. And really, I did really think this would be the road trip that he would get it back going, especially Guardians. You have Atlanta, which went with all righties. So you would assume Jesus Sanchez would get more playing time. He, dov- he obviously got it. I mean, he hit the homer. He looked good yesterday. And I think he had a hit to, in today's game as well. So, yeah, he did. Which most likely gets postponed. But uh, he's such an important piece, Pete, because you need someone off your bench like Jesus Sanchez, especially in a righty-heavy lineup. Yep. He adds the the little lefty flair, which they need every once in a while. But with Joey Wendell coming back, Garrett Hampson probably making the case to stay on this roster, you really have to begin asking yourself if Jesus Sanchez is the odd man out. And not only that, if he gets DFA'd, now the it doesn't you before the season we told ourselves if Sanchez got DFA'd, he's not he's getting claimed. At this point, you have to be asking yourself. If Jesus Sanchez gets DFA, will he even get claimed? Yeah, I think he has 40 homer potential. You know, Isaac Azut said that as well on the Bold Predictions podcast we did yeah. a while ago. <laughs> he said that he could hit 40 homers. I agree with him. Now it's can Jesus Sanchez work on the swing? He he still has a lot of holes to fix right now, and mm. I mean he he only has only had one at bat against the lefty, but it did not go well. He's not looked good whatsoever. I mean he's played so little that. Baseball savant doesn't even have enough stats to track down for Sanchez. And no. you're starting to see that Brian De La Cruz is taking over that left field, right field spot, wherever he's playing at the time. And mm. Brian De La Cruz is the guy. And you have Peyton Burdick, Pete. We've seen what Peyton Burdick's been doing in, in the minor leagues. Mm. He's leading the International League in homers. I believe it's at eight, maybe nine, if I've missed a homer or two. But Peyton Burdick is breathing down Jesus Sanchez's neck right now. And he's doing everything he needs to. I thought Peyton Burdick had a better spring training than Sanchi. Yeah. And you know, right now, again, the only reason he's on this roster is because he's a lefty and you need a lefty hitter. Yeah. But um, when Wendell comes back, we'll see what the DFA move is or even if there is one. Yeah, I guess it's you're right. The, the point you made there on Hampson, I think, is is accurate. Like Hampson has really settled in and, and uh, found a spot in this roster now and, and is, you know, he's John Birdie 2.0 effectively. He's yeah. being able to move around. The defense looks good. Like he's you know had a hit today. You know, Hampson has done enough to stay on the roster, but the problem is with Jesus Sanchez, Abisel Garcia, the guys that have been underperforming in the outfield, there's no flexibility. They can't do anything with them because no options and obviously big money. So 
they've kind of handcuffed the Marlins there, where, to your point, like Peyton Burdick, great spring, but he never really had a chance of making this roster um, because the outfield was already filled out with, you know, Brian De La Cruz that deserved it, Jazz Chisholm moving out there, and the two other guys that they had to carry. So is what it is. Um, first out of the day, guys, and then we're going to turn to um, the clubhouse culture and early impressions of Skip Schumacher. Kevin Barral, as we know, is in and around the clubhouse uh, every series. So it's going to be great to dig into that with Kev after the uh, first ad. Um, and it's our good friends, and I love this one too, and the graphics too, by the way. They are, this isn't planned, but they are, they are I would say Marlins graphics here from eBay Motors. They've got the teal vibes going from eBay Motors, which I love to see. Those listening on the pod are going, what the hell? Well, I'm saying to you guys listening on the pod, head over to YouTube and see it. Um, but it's uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Can't say fairer than that. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts, the right parts, are guaranteed. Absolutely love that. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It's my Mike B style on that one. Oh, okay. uh, eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers. Apologies for the UK listeners. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right then, KB. Uh, just just try to summarize if you can. I mean, you, you're in and around the ball, uh, the, the the clubhouse last year, uh, and probably prior to that too. But definitely last year, spent a lot of time there. In and around the clubhouse again this year. What have you been seeing from like the early, you know, a month in, I guess, of, of big league action, but. What have you seen in terms of Skip Schumacher, the way he's got things rolling? Feels like on field, he's pushing all the right buttons. But what about off the field? What have you been seeing? It's it's completely different, Pete. You, no. It's not even that you realize the change right away. It's just it's a different feeling mm-hmm. when you walk into that clubhouse for clubhouse access for media. It's a different feeling. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. but you, you saw it as back as spring training that. You were telling yourself, you know, this feels different. The guys feel like you feel like the bond is there. That's something obviously Skip wants to get going, have a better relationship with his players. Mm. He went out to eat a lot with Avi. He went out to eat with Jazz. You, we saw all those reports that he went out to eat with all these guys, and he wants to make sure that everyone's happy in that clubhouse. And mm. that's how it's been. And no knock to Donnie. I mean, Donnie is one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. He's one of the nicest people ever. But at that point, you kind of felt like he had a lost clubhouse there. Especially mm-hmm. with the clubhouse meeting, which I know you went into a lot through your pods and <laughs> social media at myself. Yeah. We all went into it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, you trained Miguel Rojas, which, you know, no knock to him. One of the El, El Capitan, as you say, you know, he's someone that I think needed a fresh start and he saw it. And now we're seeing a different clubhouse and there's no real leader, you know, and that's 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 kind of good in yeah. a way. As I would say, you would think Sandy's the leader, but he's probably one of the quietest guys in that clubhouse who yeah. leads by example. And you're seeing, and that's and that's a good way to be a leader. You you have Edward Cabrera, you have all these young guys. Yuri Perez would not leave Sandy's sight during spring training. Mm-hmm. He would follow Sandy ever. They would work out together. Same with Edward Cabrera, by the way, and Johnny Cueto too. They would live stream the workouts. We saw, I think, it, it, it could have been during a press conference when they were live streaming a, a workout. It may have been. Gene Segura's press conference or something, they were live streaming a workout. Either way, I mean, 
you just have to be very happy about what the clubhouse looks like. It looks a lot more meshed. It looks just, it's so much better. And, you know, and I'll quote Noah Berger here from Fish Stripes, who's all there almost every game. He tells us the vibes are high. And that's the way I would put it, that the that's vibes good. are high in that clubhouse, especially when a team is winning, Peter. I mean, yeah. the Marlins got off to a great, a good start. Have they gotten lucky in a couple games? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Look at their win, their their run differential right now. I believe it's negative, way in the negatives. It's heavily negative. It's heavily <laughs> no doubt. Negative. But they, they are winning. They are winning. The bullpen looks good. You, you mm-hmm. just can't be mad about this team. There's no clear-cut leader, and I think that's something yeah. that's working well. Everyone loves Skip Schumacher. He is great. He's a great human being. You know, He knows today's game. Do, not saying Donnie's an old time because Donnie adjusted pretty well to today's game, but yep. Skip was there at the Statcast era. He even played through the Statcast era, I believe, for mm-hmm. a year. So that helps a lot to that he could relate to these players. He's a player himself in the modern day game of baseball. So it, it just helps out so much more to have someone like Skip in there and the, in the and you know Brant Brown. I want to give props some props to Brant Brown too, the hitting coach. I was talking to a player during spring training, and I'll quote it. He said Brant Brown is legit, and that just shows how good Brant Brown could be. Hmm. And man, they've looked good. They've looked good offensively at, at times. Luis Rise obviously doesn't need much coaching at this point. No, but some other guys have looked good on the offensive. And Garrett Cooper continuing what he did in 2022, where he made the All Star team, definitely playing himself into an extension with this team. If if it were me, you definitely give Cooper an extension of how he's been playing. Mm-hmm. But man, you you just can't complain with how everything's been going. That the clubhouse can't be any better right now. I think if you went to any media member, they would tell you that the clubhouse is a very different vibe, mm-hmm. and that's how I've been seeing it so far. Yeah, for sure. I mean, makes sense, right? Good vibes, good performances, equal wins often. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's. I think that was at the heart of things last year. Like, clearly things, you know, fractured a touch and the performances were affected on the field. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's all well and good. That, that, that It's going to be interesting, right, when, when this team goes on you know, maybe a rough stretch because one six two, you'll have rough, you know, decent lengths of rough stretches like along right the way. Now. Like right now, I'm right now. Listen, listen, going into Atlanta, you know, it's it's the toughest assignment in baseball, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. But I'm I'm intrigued to see how the culture continues when they maybe have a bit of a you know a one and nine stint or something like that, which can happen. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how it goes. What have you seen? Uh, something that's kind of caught my eye has been the connection with Jazz and Arias, like on the field and. You know, in the dugout and stuff, you see they look close. What have you seen? Kind of a little bit more, kind of clubhouse vibes. Are those are those two kind of really vibing off each other? Their loggers are pretty close to each other, so they do get along well. Mm-hmm. I that would be someone you know that would be some you you would have to ask that to someone like Noah, who's there a lot more than me and sees that on the day to day basis. I'm there maybe a series or two. Mm-hmm. I'm there a game or two a series. So what I've seen, you know, in, in spring training, those guys get along very well. Jazz. Talks very, very highly of Luis Arise, yeah. pressers, and you know, even off off a presser, he talks very highly of Arise, and vice versa. Arise not only gets well with Jazz, but with everyone else in that clubhouse. Everyone loves Luis Arise, not only the player, but the person. Yeah. And I've to- and I said this on, on a couple podcasts before, Peter. When Miami traded Pablo Lopez, they got Pablo Lopez. They traded Pablo Lopez the pitcher for Pablo Lopez the position player. Yeah. And that's the type of person Arise is where he is a phenomenal human being. He's going to get very well, uh, very well along with all these other guys in the clubhouse. So yeah, you, I, there's just no other way to put it. A Luis Arise and Jazz Chisholm may be one of the they get along very very well, and Arise gets along well with everyone in their clubhouse. So I mean, when you say when we say the vibes are high, the vibes are truly high in that Marlins clubhouse where everyone's getting along well with everyone else. 
And yeah, Jazz and Arise, those guys are getting well. Those guys are getting along perfectly well. There's just no other way to say that may be one of the better relationships in the clubhouse. If, it, yeah. if it, you know, if I had to say one specific relationship mm-hmm. that to to call out there. Yeah, for sure. It just to the you know the fan watching the TV images and the broadcast, like that's just the sense I get, which is great to hear. Yeah, hundred um, percent. After sound the Claxons again, guys, some breaking news. Not really huge news, but the fact the game is going to restart. Yeah. So um, we're recording this, and in 15 minutes' time, we're going to restart. So, you know, you guys may be able to catch this episode after the game. Hopefully, the Marlins avoid the sweep um, in Atlanta. It's been a tough series. Let's do the final ad, and then we'll finish up with some pitching talk. Uh, Braxton Garrett, his start is going to be over today. Uh, he won't be going back out. So um, let's dig into the um, the rotation, and equally the first, what I would describe as blown game and blown save thus far from the pen but more generally the vibes have been high from the bullpen too so i'm going to dig into that after this final ad but this one is brought to you and sponsored by our good friends over at better help um uh, for those that don't know them first off i've said better help not better health <laughs> firstly it's just on that but getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process especially we're always growing and changing therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. Yes, sir. I mean, as Marlins fans, we all know therapy probably would be pretty useful. <laughs> so if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no charge. If, uh, if you don't quite Get that match and that vibe going early doors. You can discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. Stunning offer is betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB for 10% off your first month. All right, KB, the pitching and the rotation, let's start there. It's been a touch underwhelming, it feels overall as a group, but. For me, I, I feel like, particularly Edward Cabrera, I feel like there's a breakout coming with him. Like, I know that he started with too many walks. Like, early on, there was something up, and the walks were insane. He hasn't been able to go deep into a ton of games yet. But for me, I'm, I just get the sense that that big breakout game is about to come. A 7-8 inning, you know, 11K extravaganza is, like, on the cusp here for Cabrera. What have you seen from him this year thus far? He He's looked good. But obviously, I mean, he, you just pointed out the blatant, obvious issue, which is the walks. Thankfully, his last two starts have been pretty good. There's just another way to say it. I think he's only walked one, and maybe the last one he didn't walk anyone. But uh, he's had control issues, and that's obvious. And Skip attributes it to his uh, confidence, which definitely could be the case. Um, but I feel good about Eddie. He's going up against yeah. a Chicago team now on Saturday who is pretty good. But they haven't really gotten off to that start. You may have thought that team would have gotten off to lose. I thought, you know, not only the Cubs, but many other teams here probably could make the, the NL wild card or even lead the division. And especially in that NL Central, the Cubs haven't gotten off to the start you think they were going to get off to. But with someone like uh, Eddie going up against that team, you really got to feel good about where you're going, especially that pitching matchup. I think the, I don't even know who the other Cubs pitcher is. No one of big name. I know no. Stroman goes on Friday, but Eddie's looked good. He's looked good in his last two starts. Definitely Mel is someone to give a lot of props to when it comes to just quickly finding something in a pitcher. 
like Eddie Cabrera and making that change of its mechanical, of its confidence. And, you know, you have someone like Sandy to learn, to learn off of. So you have to feel really good. We're going with Edward Cabrera. And, if, yeah, you know, sure. and as you said, I, I, I think that big start could be this one against Chicago. Yeah. He could definitely go six, seven innings of scoreless baseball and maybe punch out 10. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, the beauty here, KB, is this is being recorded. And, you know, when that happens, we'll happily just reshare this clip and go, hey, listen, we were on it. <laughs> we were on it. I, I can absolutely see that happening. Like, it's on the cusp. And I know the numbers. If you look at box scores and whatever, the numbers don't back it up right now. But with my eyeballs and I'm watching these games, I'm, I can see it. I can see it's there. It's just about to happen. For the first time ever, I think, this year, he's had all the pitches working together at one time um, in his last start, ran into a bit of trouble. Um, but we'll wait to see. The the I guess the the surprising ace of the staff is is Braxton Garrett and yeah. started in the bullpen. Now back to the rotation because they needed him. And listen, Braxy Garrett, he just he keeps delivering. And for me, he's getting better and better. It's almost like it's maybe not quite the Lazardo twenty twenty two jump, but it's not a million miles away from that. Where he's he, he looks in total command for me. And he's got that, you know, that wipeout slider that he uses. He kind of throws everyone on that back foot slider, gets a ton of strikeouts on it. I mean, this is really impressive stuff from Braxton Garrett. The Marlins needed this, to be honest with you, with Cueto going down. So what have you seen from uh, from Braxy early on? Yeah, although the Vila has been down, Peter, and that's something to know. His Vila has gone down in a couple pitches. He's had some that have been good, but... Mm. I mean, man, Braxton's look good, and he's actually recognized himself that the Velo's done. It's not just me saying this. You could also go on Savant. It's there. The Velo's been down in some starts. But, man, Braxton's looked really good. He's giving the Marlins length. He's giving them what, exactly what they need. And when you look at how Skip manages the game, it works perfectly of how he wants to play this bullpen. You have your middle relief, which is probably browser bond most of the time. Then yep. you have floral, and then you have puck as yep. your setup and closer. It, it can't go any better for Braxton. He's... He's just confident. There's no other way to say it. His confidence yeah. level may be as high as ever. And mm -hmm. when you look at it, he's he's right now pitching for a for a spot in that rotation with Johnny Cueto out, Trevor Rogers out. You really have to start thinking: Are any of those two guys going to make it back into the rotation? With how good Braxton's been, he sh I I think they should have gone six man at the start of the year. I was one who said if you're going to go six man, you may as well do it because Braxton should be a starter. I don't think he should be a reliever, and we kind of saw him kind of struggle a little bit in that first start. I think it was against the Mets as a reliever yeah. where he just didn't look too good. But, in that man, as a starter, he's mm. looked really freaking good, Peter, and there's just no other yeah. way to say it. I mean, he's getting everything done against the Mets. I know he had a shaky start that was pretty good still. He just didn't go as long as he may have wanted to, but I, he's looked good, and he's going to fa and he's facing Atlanta. Probably won't go again, but you have to be very confident where you're at with Braxton Garrett, and then that starts to bring up the question. What are you going to do with someone like Johnny Cueto when he comes back? Yeah. And I look specifically at Johnny Cueto because, man, did he struggle in spring training. Mm -hmm. He looked all right in that one start in the WBC, and then he struggled in that start against the Twins, which you could kind of start making the the thought that, you know, he was injured, so that one could you can let that one fly. But, mm -hmm. man, Johnny Cueto doesn't look good. He hasn't looked good, and Braxton Garrett is kind of looking like Johnny Cueto right now, where he's <laughs> looking like the better version of Cueto. And yeah. you have to start thinking, are, can Miami just – eat the money DFA Cueto if he doesn't get anything going, put him in the bullpen, or try to trade him away to a team that may be using Cueto in a better situation. Yeah, you're right, mate. There's there's going to be maybe some some good decisions to, to have to make, I guess, because like the rotation depth has been completely battered. Obviously, we had that real scare with Sandy when this yeah. bicep tendonitis or whatever it might be, or, yeah. you know, but obviously it was back starting yesterday, which was really encouraging, but 
Boy, oh boy, like it was, there were some scares, but it feels yeah. like they're trending back towards health. Cueto's on his way back. Trevor Rogers, I don't think, is expected to be long-term. So the Marlins will have a decision to make. But for me, Braxton Garrett, right now, you you have to keep, he has to keep in the rotation. Like, you, you've got to find a way to move other guys around. And it could be, and I think if you spoke about this at some some point last year, you know, is Trevor Rogers, is, does he transition into the bullpen, perhaps? Like, yeah. who knows? The reality is with with the rotation and the depth, they'll need depth. They'll continue to need depth. That's that's always necessary. But it's going to be interesting if all of the guys do get back at the same time and the decision's made or has to be made and which way they go. Um, I don't yeah. know. And, and to your point, maybe, you know, the Cueto experiment, that's probably the wrong way of phrasing it, but, you know, maybe they look to move move Cueto, perhaps. I don't know. We'll see. And, and this is a good situation to have, Peter, when you think about yeah. it, because, man, having all these starters and then having Yuri Perez, Dax Fulton, basically waiting to get their shot because they should have been in triple a this year you know mm. with how that all worked out which that's a whole other pot to discuss and you could even bring on alex carver to talk to you about that one but you know those guys stuck in pensacola again for another year when they should have been in triple a mm. you kind of start thinking you're like man those guys are pretty close especially yuri yeah. i think you, you may have seen craig's tweet the other day putting a picture of yuri I saw. The emoji. Yeah. i was like there's no way they're calling this guy up already right <laughs> and, then, and then it's like you know after brian hoeing what he did you, you may as well it's, you know, it's like one of those, and I, I don't know how much cursing we could do on here, but it's like one of those fucking moves. And you bring mm-hmm. up Yuri Perez, and you're like, all right, he he's the guy. Let's go. But you know, right now, Trevor, um, I would keep him in the rotation. I think the odd man out is Johnny Cueto. Mm-hmm. That's if he doesn't get it going. And you know, Cueto could be used as a nice swing man type of player at this point in his career. Now the issue is, are you going to pay Cueto eight million dollars to be a swing man? No, you probably not. To be your fourth or fifth guy in the rotation, not a swing man type of reliever or starter into your rotation not even a slot start and that would be the worst case but he's close to coming back you know he, you could probably expect the mid-may return if if i had to put a if i had to put a day on it you know yeah yeah absolutely nice problems to have for the fish we'll wait to see how it all pans out uh, we are bang out of time we are on 30 minutes almost exactly and we're four minutes away from the game resuming so with that being said kevin barral is in the house appreciate him hopping on i think his second ever episode on lockdown marlins which is great to see uh make sure you follow kevin uh, on Twitter, uh, as well as the, all the Fish Stripes guys who absolutely pump out amazing stuff uh, on a daily basis, of course, on that front. Um, guys, thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day. As you know, uh, tomorrow is Friday, and that means there will be another episode. And we'll be previewing the Cubs series. We're hoping the Marlins can get a win tonight, today, get off this losing streak, snap it at four. They come in hot, right back home, take on the Cubs. And the Cubs are playing some good ball, so going to enjoy that that series. Uh, be previewing that one uh, on tomorrow's episode. In the meantime, I appreciate you all tuning in, and I will see you guys tomorrow.